0: Today on Strategy Simplified, we're doing a live case, but we're switching things up a bit. Today we're simulating the full first round interview block with Maurice Brown, a biochemistry PhD candidate who's looking to move into the strategy consulting space. We'll put on the timer for 30 minutes and simulate the full first round interview session. Maurice wanted to work on being more structured as he works through the case. I chose this case to test Maurice's ability to structure throughout a qualitative discussion. Follow along and think through how you would respond to each prompt. I hope you enjoy the discussion. All right, Maurice, uh, I, I got to see your resume. Thanks for, thanks for sending that along, uh, of course, ahead of time. Got to take a quick look at it. Of course, today in this interview, we're going to go through a case. Uh, before we jump into that, would love it here off the bat, if you could just tell me a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, um, again, my name is Maurice Brown. I'm a fifth year graduate student at Albert Einstein in the Bronx, New York. I study enzymes. Um, I have an upcoming meeting to decide whether I can start writing my dissertation. So I'm wrapping up right now. And I kind of want to go from the bench to a more management you know, bis- business oriented career trajectory. So that brings me here. And hopefully it takes me somewhere successful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, if you if you had to guess today, when do you think you're going to be done with that degree?
1: Um, I'm ballparking. I have a meeting next week. Sure. They give you six. They they give you six months after the go ahead to write your dissertation. So I'm ballparking around October or you know August between August and December, maybe. But you know these there's always sometimes there's curveballs in the process that will push you over to the next year, but. Oh, you're saying this year? Yeah, 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 but you never know.
0: Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, Okay, well, we're gonna shift over into our case and um, it's, you know, excited to see what you think about this problem. You ready to go?
1: Yep.
0: Okay. Um, All right, Maurice, let me tell you a little bit about your client today. So your client is a major retailer. They're thinking about expanding a new retail concept into the United States. Two years ago, this client noticed that in Mexico, shopping is a family affair. Entire families travel to the stores together. And that there's various stores in Mexico that cater to these customers by providing Different activities, music, um, and activities geared towards children, as if it were an entertainment center. So our client they copied the concept and they invested in a major clothing store in Southern Texas, uh, also expanding it in terms of being an entertainment center as well, targeted at the Mexican American population. They added and included extras such as hot Mexican food. Um, and provided live music as well. The initial sales from this pilot store are at acceptable levels. However, few Mexican-Americans have been shopping there. And when they do, the data shows that they're only buying highly discounted items. In fact, many Mexican-Americans in the area still prefer to buy clothes and items in local discount stores. The client wants to expand the stores across the entire southwestern U.S., but wants us to analyze this approach and take and, and gather some guidance on how to undertake this.
1: All right. Um, so, thank you for that prompt. If it's all right, I just want to run back through the prompt to make sure I got all the pertinent details. Okay. That's okay. Mm-hmm. So basically, our our client is a retailer currently in the U.S. and they're take they've noticed that in Mexico. Um, shopping centers are family oriented with music, children, children, activities, entertainment, and they want to kind of copy this, this way of this business strategy. And so mm-hmm. they, they, they started basically a, a pilot program in this in Southern Texas in South Texas aimed at the Mexican community where mm-hmm. they serve hot food, live music, but they've noticed that the mexic the Mexican customer base and, Um, in Texas have been only um, taking interest in their highly discounted items. And and they also prefer to buy like discounted products, things like that. So what they want us to do is analyze. Their goal is to expand throughout the U.S. and they want us to analyze this um, situation in Texas and provide some recommendations for how they should Approach their uh, countrywide strategy. Mm-hmm. Is that
0: fair? Yep, they're they're targeting the southwestern U.S. Yep, but yeah, so, okay. I'm with you on the rest that you recapped there.
1: All right. So, just a a clarifying question: Do they have a target when whether it comes to the the amount of? Cities that they want to deploy in, or or any profitability targets. What's their main quantitative target when it comes to the implementation of their business of their strategy? Of their um.
0: Yeah, we. You know, we haven't divin. You know, dove into depth on that yet. There's no specific target metrics that we're aware of. Um, they, they are profitable based on the pilot so far. They they wanna make sure that uh, they would maintain profitability if and as they expand and then increase that, that profit margin for sure.
1: Okay, and also are they targeting the Mexican population throughout the Southeastern? Like, is that their customer segment?
0: Well, like the, the segment? initial vision The initial vision was to target the Mexican-American population.
1: Okay. Okay, sure. Um, In that case, I think. I will explore any other ideas as I progress along the case. So is it all right if I take a few minutes to come up with a strategy on how I I can approach this case?
0: Yeah. That sounds great.
1: All right. Thank you. We'll be right back after this quick break. The best way to prepare for case interviews is through out loud practice with a partner. If you're looking for case practice partners, we can help. We have a free LinkedIn group you can join to find partners at your level and in your time zone. The link to join is in the show notes. In addition, we have a team of trained MBB coaches who can work with you via one-on-one Zoom sessions to help you get ready for case interviews. Whether you're starting from scratch or just need a little bit of extra help to get over the hump, our coaches have seen it all and will customize each session to your specific needs. If you're looking for a tailored and structured case prep program, Look no further. Again, the link to join is in the show notes. All right, so I'm ready to discuss my framework. So I have a, um, in some cases, it's three tiered. In some levels, it's two tiered. So, but the things I want to, I want to, it's because we're we're considering expanding into the southwestern um, United States. Uh, I want to look at some different modes of expansion, um, broken down into inorganic and and organic ways of expansion. Organic has to deal with uh, what we can do within our own company, and inorganic uh, help we could get. So, inorganic means include possibly partnering with already established companies or chains throughout the. Um, throughout the southeastern, southwestern United States who already have a, uh, a strategic methodology in these areas that, that we don't currently have, partnership or some type of joint venture strategy. So that's the inorganic way. To break down the organic ways, uh, we could consider our current revenue streams. So our, uh, our shopping expertise, or new, rev- new revenue streams, potentially through new types of uh, ways to sell products besides uh, shopping, besides shopping centers, or so maybe an online retail or different types of products besides um, what you would potentially get at a shopping center or services. And within, so th- that would be new revenue streams. Within our current revenue streams, now we can look at basically what the things we've noticed in our pilot population inside, um, inside Texas. So we know that price, uh, our customers are very price sensitive. So I'm foreseeing some type of uh, demand curve eventually. But we wanna knock down price, look at different types of pricing strategy. So competitive pricing, we know that they are sensitive to prices. So analyzing comp- regional competitors, the way they price and having a competitive pricing strategy or, or or if not a competitive pricing strategy, we could analyze a cost-based pricing strategy where we target a certain margin after our costs of um, production and then it, and then besides a pricing besides the pricing component of our of our current revenue stream, we could look at a quantity based component. So we could we know that this certain customer segment um, has price sensitivity, which limits our, our potential revenue. Um, growth. So we might be able to look into a new customer bases. We might be able to lower prices, and hopefully that generates more quantity. We might look into better marketing strategies to entice them, make, help them to see more value in our what we have to offer so that they, they're willing to spend more. We could look into possibly better distribution channels, maybe the subpopulation uh they they we're not optimizing the way we bring attention to our services or we could just make better products have better att- attractions maybe maybe they don't consider the value they get from our products to be worth what our products currently are so incre- increasing the value of our products might uh, might uh convince them to buy a, a more expensive product so this is how I wanna break down the problem. And I guess the question that I have for you is, do you have any recommendations on an approach you should take or do you want me to recommend one?
0: Uh, I'd like to hear your recommendation on what you think is most important or where you would like to start.
1: All right, so, because what one you highlighted in the prompt that our, our base is very price sensitive, and they prefer discount pricing, I think it's best to first look at um, maybe the uh, a price, the price sensitivity of our custom customer base, maybe a, a, sup, a supply a price demand analysis, if that information is available.
0: Um so the initial target customer um they thought that they were designing this type of center to target the Mexican American customer um uh, our research shows that uh Mexican culture does tend to place a, high, a very high value on families And that they appreciate any activity that allows the whole family to be together. Also, as mentioned before, the retail store concept, the the pilot that our client has put into Southern Texas, they sell these extras, such as hot food, live music. They also have games. Our client believed that by giving families a space to gather that they would purchase these extras. We're not sure if this hypothesis is holding true what data would you need or what approach would you take to validate it
1: so all right so i'm going to structure this problem so we're not sure if having community gathering centers leads to increased revenue or profits so we can break down into break this down into our revenue with Community gathering centers, and our revenue expected revenue without, you know, on a more individualized basis, and without these community gathered centers, and if we can compare expected revenues from both of these options, we can kind of make a decision on the direction we might we, we might want to go down.
0: Okay. I don't expect that our client has the funds to set up a whole new pilot that is not in the community center arena. What's another approach or what's another way that we could test um, and prove or disprove some of these hypotheses?
1: Okay, so we don't have the means to do a more another pilot outside of a on a non-community basis. Is that what you're saying?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So we can only analyze this problem through the um, community-based preference that the Mexican-American community has. Yeah, based on the
0: current operations that our client has set up, um, what, what could we look at there?
1: So we could look at we could break this down into the types of attractions that that we have to offer and see which attractions generate more interest. And based on mm-hmm. that, concentrate on, so you said we have music, food, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, activities. Mm-hmm. So, if we could break down the revenue profit that each of these um, segments generate, we have something that we could focus on and possibly expand this throughout the Southwestern US.
0: Okay, so you would wanna take a look at uh, perhaps sales data as it relates to the different offerings that this business, you know, is is giving. Uh, what else might you want to look at?
1: Okay, so we can look at different offerings. Um, one idea that I have that may not be relevant is T- but I'm going to throw it out there, is to look at a different customer segment besides the Mexican-American community in this space.
0: Yeah, there tell me be, a little bit more about
1: that. So th- we could look at the Native American population, Asian, African-American, uh, white population, and there might be... possible. There might be... Either we could add them to our customer base or if our resources are limited, uh, replace our customer base if we can expect more value from um, another, another uh, uh, demographic.
0: Yeah. Uh, so our, our client originally thought that if they designed this type of business, that it would attract the Mexican-American consumer. As it turns out um, from this pilot concept so far, it has not really been attracting very many Mexican-Americans. It's been attracting customers with large disposable incomes who are generally middle-class or upper middle-class white consumers. These consumers are largely buying Mexican souvenir items and they enjoy the fun atmosphere and the music. Uh, The Mexican-Americans living near the store seem to only be shopping there if there's some special item that's highly discounted and not available in other local discount stores. Uh, The Mexican-American segment has not been bringing their families to the center, and they've not been paying for the family activities, games, or food. Um, The uh, Mexican-American consumers that have come to this, this business are generally from lower to middle income brackets and have little disposable income. Given this new information, what suggestions would you have for the client?
1: All right, so I have, so, okay. Th- thank you for the information. So I, I, I could break this down into two areas of approach. Mm-hmm. One, we could target even one one demographic or two, we could target both demographics. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we look at targeting one de- demographic, we could look at the Mexican community or we could look at the, the uh, white population. And if we break down the Mexican community, since we know they're price sensitive, we could look at getting them to buy a higher quantity of low priced items in order to generate revenue of low priced, and if we look at the white upper middle class white population, we could get them to potentially buy more higher priced specialty items, and not so not focus so much on quantity, but generating maximizing price and try to maximize our revenue that way. Now, if we look at targeting both, we can create a strategy where we provide options that satisfies both demographics and allows them both to, so low priced and high priced items that, that, that target both populations.
0: Hmm. Which, uh, which demographic do you think it makes most sense to target?
1: Um, currently, it makes sense to target the uh, the white population, since our current program shows that they're populating our centers more than the Mexican population, and they have a higher willingness to buy higher priced items. So it seems right mm-hmm. that right now they're, they fit both the quantity and the price met- component of. Our profitability growth strategy. Hmm.
0: hmm. Yeah. What are other things that uh, this makes you want to look into or think about for the client?
1: Um, I'd like to. All right. So. You mean, you mean um, separate from the demographic? situation or within the demographic.
0: Yeah, just just overall, you know, based on the conversation we're having so far, what, what does that make you wanna dive into next?
1: Um, I would like to consider the specific types of products that this population finds intriguing. Mm. We already discussed that they're Mexican souvenirs, but uh, if we could identify what types of souvenirs, the profit margin we have on these super, for souvenirs, maybe we can zero in on this and create a more specialized business around these types of souvenirs that might be attractive to the wider Southeast, Southwestern United States region. Mm-hmm. What else? Um, We could also look into, because this was an unanticipated uh, discovery that our centers are attracting the middle class white population. Now that we know that, now that we've confirmed that these are a potential customer base, we know what, Accidentally attracted them. Now we can look into what purposely attracts them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so possibly outside of souvenirs from other cultures, we could look at to things, look into things that maybe they're more American oriented products that they'd be willing to spend even more money on or... You know to purchase so we could we could factor in a an international and a national product component
0: mm-hmm would you say that the client has been successful or not successful so far based on what you know
1: based on what I know it appears that they've been unsuccessful since their primary goal has not been attained and all success that they currently have is from incidental factors that they didn't anticipate. So it's likely that those factors are not optimized.
0: Okay. Well, all right, Maurice, um, based on what we've talked about so far, what would you recommend to the client?
1: I'd recommend to the client to, wait, oh, is it right if I take a minute to come up with this or do you want it on the spot?
0: Uh, sure, you can take a second.
1: All right, I'll take a second. So, I think I'll think out loud if that's all right. Mm-hmm. So, client should focus on middle class, middle to higher, in, higher class white population. Clients should continue sales of um, souvenirs that these clients, that, these, that this population finds attractive. Clients should conduct customer survey of this segment to explore what they find attractive. Another thing is clients should conduct a demand analysis price price elasticity analysis to determine maximum the the maximum revenue they could obtain at what price level will allow them to generate the maximum revenue. And based on I didn't include that. Oh no, I, okay. And based on these decisions, the client should conduct pilot programs in various regions of the south Southwestern United States to determine whether these, um, the strategy maybe might prove successful. Some risks involved. Some risks involved are that um, the findings that uh, white American upper middle class white Americans are attracted to souvenirs is is a very regional phenomenon, and this might not expand to to, toward the broader southeast, southeastern, southwestern United States, and that different. Different, uh, the same segment in different regions of the country might have different tastes. So that's what the benefit of the the um, customer survey is throughout the region is for. Um, and okay. other risks. And one more risk is alienate, alienating the Mexican American community if it turns out that your um, your shift in focus might be might come off as um, discriminatory. So that's another thing to consider.
0: Okay, really appreciate those thoughts. You know, we really are at time, but. I think we have uh, an opportunity for one question. If you had any questions for me here at the end of this interview about the job that you're applying for or the firm.
1: We'll be right back after this quick message.
0: Whether you're wanting to look your best for an upcoming interview or trying to find a gift that they'll actually enjoy for years, check out Handcrafted by Delsey's Minimalist Gold Jewelry. Each piece is made by hand in Austin, Texas, using high quality materials that are great for sensitive skin. Every pair of earrings is designed to be classic and versatile, elegantly complementing both professional and casual looks. There's lots of tough decisions to make in life, but jewelry doesn't have to be one of them. Shop at handcraftedbydelcie.com. That's D-E-L-C-I-E. Or follow the link in the show notes below.
1: Um... I guess I didn't expect this case to be as qualitative as it was. I oh expected no, Maurice! To be... I'm
0: putting you on the spot. If we were at the end of the of your 30 minutes interview, oh, and the interviewer asked you, "Hey, what questions do you have for me?" What would be a question that that you might ask them? Um,
1: I would ask.
0: I uh, don't know. All right. Well, right, we'll come back to that later. That's okay. Do go your first train of thought. What did you, how did you feel overall about the case? How did that how did that strike
1: you? Um I expected something that wasn't conventional. I expected to do some calculations, but it seemed to be mostly qualitative and more of like a structuring to, type of case overall um it was it was a good case it tested my ability to brainstorm mm-hmm. and structure and, st- mm-hmm. and structure and um and how well do you how do you use, th- how do you feel like you did uh 75 out of 100
0: <laughs> hey gave you a 30 minute slot. And we took those 30 minutes right now, what would be, what would be ideal? This is a 20 to 25 minute case. It gives the opportunity to have a little bit of, of a little bit of relationship building and context setting up front in the 30 minute slot. But then at the end I do, as the interviewer, I want to leave you the opportunity to ask me a question or two at the end. So if any, you know, I, I'm going to, I may even cut you off at the very end so that you can ask me something. You need to be prepared for those yeah, yeah. you know, kind of bookends. And I, we didn't prepare you for that today, like before you came into this. So you are a good sport and being willing to kind of just jump into that in this simulation. But before you walk into the door for any of these interviews, you wanna be prepared for the bookends. And those are just as important as the case that happens in the middle. Um, to start off this conversation, you wanna have that two-minute answer prepared, somewhere between 90 seconds and two and a half minutes long. Tell me a little bit about yourself or walk me through your resume, right? it's only one component part to the broader fit interview preparation, but it's, it's the most important answer to have nailed down and to be prepared to pretty consistently repeat that story so that over a short period of time, I can get to know the highlights about who you are, uh, kind of how you've worked through your educational and/or professional career up until this point, and what you're looking for next. Um, and so, uh, what those on the call didn't fully get to hear, right, is Maurice. I think that, or I, from from what I've seen, you come from a, a heavy STEM background, right? Yeah. And you're in you're in a PhD program right now. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So not fully. um, And so if I'm, if if we're interviewing you for a first round opportunity for a generalist position, it is very reasonable that you could have one case where we're not going to give you any math because I, I feel like from what, from your background and your resume that you may be more adept in that space. If anything, based on, you know, being an advanced degree candidate that's not an MBA, I want to test your business acumen. I want to test what you know, generally speaking, about the business space and the business world and the way that we think about business, the way that you would analyze a particular client or organization, um, etc. And so this would be a very reasonable first round case for you to get. um, And you would expect the next 30-minute case that you went into might be really math-focused. Maybe you're going to have to analyze some graphs and charts and do some various calculations, et cetera. But you're right. This was a a more qualitative case Um, and really giving you the opportunity to wrap your head around the space, put yourself in the mindset of the client, be able to give... Uh, to be able to, to try and dive into the problem and give recommendations around a particular space. Uh, I'll, I'm going to do some more feedback. We'll get to questions here in a few minutes. Um, so, I don't think it went super well today, right? That's right. Um, yeah. Now, Maurice, you do amazing at staying cool, calm, and collected. I think that your opportunity to brainstorm and come up with a lot of ideas. You were able to showcase that as we went through the conversation there were a couple of places that i feel like that really stood out um but overall uh it was not it was not a super great showing today you know we started off with um a long upfront background prompt right Um, and uh well we started off with the tell me about yourself question which which, you know, we we weren't prepared for, but you will be the next time around. Um, And then we moved into the case, um, had... Uh, There were some issues of time management in general as we went through, right? After I give you the background prompt, I want you to have that synthesized filtered recap. You can be punchy and bullet pointed in the way that you repeat the core information back to me, but you don't have to recap the entire storyline back. So your recap today was about a minute and 20 seconds long. um, And absolutely, that should be less than a minute. And we should try and get that as close to 30 seconds as possible. This was a longer prompt, but there was the opportunity to probably cut that recap in half. Um, You know, The questions that you asked, I thought were pretty good. Are there any specific target metrics that we know of? Um, And then you asked something about kind of the target segment. And I was trying to kind of, I was trying to nudge you in two different directions. Hey, profit matters to our client and the initial target segment Target demographic for the client was Mexican Americans. So as we went through the conversation, we were able to find, well, you know, the the pilot has been well, the pilot has has been uh, achieving acceptable levels. It would have been a fine opportunity to ask and follow up on that. What are acceptable levels? What does that mean? Uh, you know, or or to try and paint the picture of what are we really talking about here? Uh, we're talking about a large kind of physical footprint. Uh, the client has invested in a large physical center that includes different different types of business. And this business model is that we've created this center with different offerings, different uh, services. And there was an expectation and a design that it was going to replicate successful similar models in Mexico and be an all encompassing kind of family attraction center. As the the story went on, it kind of paints the picture. Instead, this has turned into maybe a little bit of a theme park type idea because what it's been attracting is a middle to higher income white consumer instead of Mexican Americans. Now, does that by itself mean that the client has been unsuccessful? No. In in fact, it doesn't. It just their original design didn't prove out to be, you know, their original hypotheses weren't true. But that doesn't mean that it's a failed business. Overall, that doesn't mean that they've been unsuccessful. You know, I would have, I would have told you that that acceptable levels and I think that we got to this kind of understanding that, that 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 they were profitable but maybe not at the levels at which the client would hope to see or profitable at the level which would allow them to continue to expand across the southwestern US So what would we want to do at this instance? So what would we want to do at this juncture? When we think about the structure, I really want to investigate more about the business model. I want to investigate more about the different offerings and the services that we're utilizing. I want to understand more about the consumers, the target initial consumer of the Mexican-American. I want to understand... Uh, you know the what they've been purchasing, who has been coming to the stores I want to ex- you know explore about other customer segments as well and I want to stay in that zone of of being curious and of investigating about these different things rather than uh, ideating solutions or brainstorming you know different ways that they should move forward upfront in that structure portion, you wanna you wanna ask questions. You wanna figure out what areas do you wanna explore. Um, instead, you took the overall you, the overall posture of trying to to just solution, when instead that comes later on in the conversation. Now, I thought that you provided a lot of good brainstorming in your structure, uh, but instead we, wanted, we want that to be one step back. We want you to say, what are the other additional things that you need to learn about and the data points that you wanna gather so that you could figure out and come to a recommendation on how the client, if they should, and how then they could expand across the broader Southwestern US. Um, all those ideas about, you know, um, like we could, we could lower our prices, we could change our marketing strategy, we can change our distribution, we could increase the quality of our products. Um, those are great ideating. Uh, those are great possible solutions. Um, and you would expect to give those types of answers later on in a creative question. Um And so, you know, there was a couple of questions then that came after that structure portion where, you know, asked and talked through how would you validate the original hypothesis that the client came into this business model with? And this is where I'm really looking for kind of a pragmatic, practical approach and a a sense of solid business acumen where, you know what, again, we're talking about uh, a large financial investment for the client to have one physical center in Southern Texas they're not going to go build or buy another non-community focused center and then be able to test. Uh, It's just not not really a pragmatic, practical approach to be able to validate this hypothesis. There are other things that we could explore about the current business model and the current set of operations uh, to to try and test this hypothesis, like uh, understanding more about the customers that are coming in the door, uh, doing customer profiles about the, the 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 supposed target demographic of of the Mexican American community um learning more about these these uh uh the target model uh in in Mexico doing perhaps a gap analysis and figuring out if there's certain things that we've been doing differently in southern Texas than the successful model than what has been seen and what's trying to be replicated in Mexico um uh could look at it from a you know a, a customer standpoint, right, and see whether or not, um, uh, whether or not this may actually work and target Mexican Americans, but maybe that need is being fulfilled somewhere else in Southern Texas today, um, et cetera, right? But kind of breaking down and taking that, uh, it really it still is. It's a scientific approach. It's like this was the hypothesis. The hypothesis was it works over here in Mexico. So if we build it in Southern Texas, it's going to work. It's going to work the same way. It's going to attract the same people and it's going to be just as profitable. And so, but that hypothesis may not be true. We need to dive in and understand what actually is true today. Who are we attracting? What are they buying? What's the profit of those things? Um, which I had no quantitative data to give you, but there was a qualitative story there. It's not attracting the Mexican American consumer. Uh, it's a trying. It's attracting a different customer segment, a different demographic, and it's not being replicated in the same success as what the client originally saw in Mexico overall. Um, so how do you know how we figure out where we're at currently now? And we figure out you know how to how to kind of test that hypothesis. Validate it, prove it or or disprove it and move on, uh, move forward. I want to get to some of the other questions here. Let me have a couple other final comments. Um, The um, we went through a brainstorming section then as well, kind of asked about success or not success, which I've already touched on a little bit. Finally, that recommendation section, just want to remind you that that's that last chance to be really clear and directive and structured, uh, make sure that you're, you, you end off on a really strong footing. So I don't, I don't think that the think out loud strategy is your best approach. Um, either practice so that you can think out loud while simultaneously being really direct and not forceful, but still very, very crystal clear, direct and fast on your execution or take the pause so that then you can okay. do those things.
1: I wasn't sure if you were OK with a pause because I initially had asked if I could have a minute. Then you said I could have a couple of seconds. So I thought that was a cue to think out loud or give it to you on the spot.
0: No, it, it actually was. It wasn't a particular cue. Uh, at all, yeah. just that. I thought at thirty yeah, minutes. Yeah, sure, you up. can take a couple seconds there. Yeah, yeah. I did not okay. have my eye on the clock, and it was like, well, yeah. we're we're like three minutes till, and I'm like, sure, you can take a second. Okay. Um, okay. And it was, it, if anything, it was just a nudge towards you know wanting to make the simulation continue to be time bound, um, but you could have taken up to sixty seconds and then delivered a crisp, clear, 60 to 90 second recommendation. Instead, you ended up with a two and a half minute kind of slowly delivered piece by piece recommendation. And it would have come across stronger if it would have just been, yes, 30 to 60 seconds pause first, and then clearly, concisely, directly delivered 60 to 90 second recommendation. So, do you have any quick follow-up comments or questions on any of that feedback before we take a couple of questions from the group to wrap up?
1: Uh, no, I guess I, when I structure my frameworks, just don't only focus on the solutions. Try to think through, try to have some buckets that are non-solution oriented, more like you know, sifting through the problem.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. I want you to. I want the structure to be areas that you want to investigate and explore. If you want to tack on some little commentary about what solutions that could lean to, that's great, but that should not be your your overall positioning. Uh, I'd also, I I want you to shift away from the phrase, break this down. I know that you know that you need to structure as you go through this conversation and discussion, but uh, if you you do go back and listen to this uh, and try and analyze yourself in the future, I think you'll see that. You said, well, I'll break the, you know, the way that I want to break this down, yeah, yeah, yeah. you started a bunch of your answers that way. And just mi- what yeah. mix it up a little bit.
1: One of my weaknesses was not being structured enough. So I think I'm overcompensating. Fair. No, that's a good yeah. insight.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and so uh, you uh, starting with the market study structure would have been a good opportunity and a good way to to create a structure for this problem. Uh, market Study Structure is one of our core master frameworks at Management Consulted. And we look at it in terms of five categories, market, competitor, customer, company, and then product slash service. And then you could have chosen three or four of those categories or nested those within each other to then start to create those lines of inquiry about the areas that you wanna investigate and explore to better understand this problem. Maurice had a calm confidence and good presence throughout although his structure today was poor and he may have been thrown off by the non-quantitative nature of the case. Also, by simulating the full 30-minute interview block, we uncovered opportunities to think through the bookends of that time. You have to make sure that you have a game plan for how to engage the interviewer outside the case discussion as well. Maurice has completed over 20 cases out loud, but there's always room for improvement if you'd like help in your case interview process or would like to simulate the live interview experience work with one of our coaches here at management consulted they're all ex mbb consultants and interviewers who've been extensively vetted and only coach with us here at management consulted they love working with prospective candidates from various backgrounds and they'll help you work through full interview mocks or drill in areas you need extra help You can find a link in the show notes or read more about our offerings at managementconsulted.com. Also, do you have a question about breaking into consulting or anything related to the field? If so, I'd love to answer it on the podcast. Email your question to podcast at managementconsulted.com. Or better yet, send us a voice note. Open a voice recorder app on your phone and record yourself. I'd love to hear you asking the question. Either way, make sure to include your name, location, and question and send it to us at podcast at We'll see you next time.